Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There we go, that's what a home win at Gosford Park sounds like. Everton so dominant today, all over the pitch. But the striking thing for me was the physicality. Absolutely bully Brent at Bournemouth from minute one all the way through. They were completely and utterly a dominant force. Please just come over to the street now. Yeah, Everson absolutely battered them today. They, they, were, they were poor side. Didn't seem to know what he wanted to do, where he wanted to go with the ball. And they coughed up a couple of clangers, and Everson were just all over them. Totally dominant, ruthless when they got chances, and we got to we got to see a few little flicks and tricks, new songs at the end there. Uh, 
I'm glad the Corey is giving it loads. He was excellent today. Loves playing against these. There you go. Let's get here. It's party time. Coming over to the Glad Street, giving his share to a fan. He was outstanding today. I'm sure talk about this more later, but I thought he was our best player. Brilliant to see him back. Last player going off, Samadou and Arn, and he was uh, a bit of few rumours about him before kick off, but he played pretty well. A good day, a comfortable 3-0 win at Goodison where the opposition melted down. It's been a while, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Enjoy it long into the night. And Arnold's just giving it the big fist pumps there at the end as well. So, uh, up the toffees, the spitty suit of Danby Castle. Yes, we are back outside the Denby Castle. There's Keith Laura with me. Keith, summarise that game in 30 seconds. James Garner is a central midfielder, and I will not hear otherwise. And if I see him on the right wing again, then there will be a hostage situation, and Sean Dice will be like in big trouble because he absolutely ran the game there, didn't he? Let's be honest. That's That win today has all come from James Garner's positioning and his ability to get on the ball and dictate the pace of the play. So, James Garner, centre mid. There we go. Let, let's start there then, um, Les. I mean, where did that come from? Like it was just, it was just very weird, like an unsettlingly weird how easy that was. And you know, I, I just think Everton just. T- I know Keith's right about Garner. I think his technical ability was on show today, but I think we just bullied them for him, like. Yeah. After 20 minutes, they did not want to know today. No, first off, shout out to Jimmy Bidson. <laughs> yes. Get that out. Get that out there. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was a. It was a routine win. We've. We've actually forgotten what a routine win is like now. Most Premier League clubs who aren't like circling the drain of relegation probably get that about eight, ten times a season. You know, the, the opposition turn up. You turn them over quite easily. It was. It was just a nice routine win just to sort of calm everyone down from the hysteria of last week. I think last week would have gone the same way had we scored early. Had we not, like, you know, hit one of those chances on target last week and scored one of them, I think it would have followed the same pattern because we, we got that early goal, but even after 20 minutes then, we kind of let them back in. They were getting corners and free kicks and stuff. It kind of followed the same pattern, but we had that one goal cushion. Weirdly, they weren't as good as looting on corners and, and free kicks. They were just dreadful today. And, you know, we can't, like, we can't get carried away with ourselves. I said, I think everyone, I think everyone said last week, Luton are as bad a team as you're going to see at Goodison this season. Bournemouth was somehow worse. But we still had to win the game and we won it comfortably in the end. And it's like, 
it's nice. It's like it's almost like a summer's evening <laughs> outside the dame, outside the, the dame bee. <laughs> it's almost like a summer's How evening outside the dame bee castle. I'm having a great time watching them toffees. <laughs> Um, Jesus, I, don't know, I don't know how we've ended up here. Um, that's what happens when we just fucking lose our minds. But I think Les is right there, isn't he, Laura? Like we, we can talk about so much of the game and who played well and what happened afterwards, but it is all about that first goal, isn't it? Getting that first goal just calms everybody down. We can sit in a bit, we can play open like on the counter, we can exploit the space a little bit, and it just sets us up perfectly today. Yeah, and I think Keith was right in saying, like, with um, Jimmy Bidston playing in the middle, just controlling the game so much better, like... I know, obviously, today, Anana wasn't due to start and uh, Garner Gay had, got, had been sort of the last sort of switch out. He's got injured in the warm-up, but Anana played really fucking well today. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've not been his biggest fan most weeks and I think probably losing Garner Gay allows them to have a bit more freedom and obviously James Garner coming into the middle rather than on the right and having Jack Harrison on the right is just adds more sort of attacking threat going forward and also no one's mentioned his finish by the way first time we're finish. Seven, well we're only three okay. minutes in yeah. are we three minutes in no i feel like i've been here for ages um jack harrison's first time finish by the way that was unreal what a way to he what's it his debut at goodison today wasn't first it? Start, first start even um at goodison today and i thought he had a great game um but yeah, I can't even remember what you asked me at the start, to be honest, Matt. It was something about the first, the early goal. But, um... oh, the early goal, oh yeah. I think it goes back to what Les said before, like, against Luton last week, we'd started so well. Um, I thought, you know, for the first opening 15, 20 minutes, we, as we all thought, we were, all, we were on top. Um, we'd had plenty of chances, we just couldn't finish them. Um, I think today we've shown that we can do that. Um, I don't think either Bournemouth or Luton are a, a great side. Um... And to be honest, they're two of the teams that I'd have put at the start of the season to be in and around relegation, probably with us and a couple of other teams. Um, I just didn't think Bournemouth had anything about them today, but I really don't want to don't want to focus on Bournemouth and how bad they were when I thought Everton played so well. Like there was some, you know, better sort of Jared Branthwaite as well. Again, he's he, he had another stormer. Some of the tackles he's putting in. And I genuinely think he can go one step further than John Stones. I mean, that, that, is, a, that is a lot. So That is a lot, and I have had quite a few pints. <laughs> so I'm very sorry if in a few years someone comes back to this and says, Laura, you're chatting a lot of shit. That's fair enough. But he looks so calm and composed at the back there. And obviously everyone knows how much I love James Harkowski, but Jared Branthwaite, like, I, he's so... He's like, I, for me, he's well above the level that James Harkowski is, like... James Harkowski for me gives me heart palpitations and not in a good way at least two or three times a game but I feel like when I watch Jared Branthwaite he is so calm so composed on the ball and he, he can read the game so so well and then he can bring it out from the back as well and it's aerial ability on that note Dominic Carvert-Lewin as well I thought he looked back back to sort of his best I know he hasn't scored today but he's, he's winning those headers um Timing, timing his uh, jumps well for his headers. Um, thought, he, thought he did really well. I think obviously in the 30 second summary we spoke about James Garner who was for me comfortably man of the match today but Laura's spot on there with Jared Brandt he was magnificent at the back he 
I don't think he missed a header. I don't think he missed a single tackle. Nobody went past him. It's like when the Reds had that that stat about dribbling past Van Dyke. How hard must it be to dribble past Jared Branthwaite? Because he's about six foot twelve, the size of a barn door, but he's got an engine on him and he, he can move. He can proper move, and um, he's just. I don't want to get too carried away on him because he was up against like a couple of car salesmen today. But that was that was as competent a centre half performance you'll see in the Premier League ever. He he strolled it today. He looked like he's been playing Premier League football for years, and that's a huge thing. And the fact the club have actually managed to sign him onto a long-term contract and I believe Paddy reported that there's like there's no release clause or anything is I mean that's huge that's a great bit of business from the club because teams will come calling for him the likes of United will come looking around him next summer and Everton are now in a position to command an astronomical fee like they did with Stones at the time Um, I think Big Laura's regretting us though it's comparison Just just saying like Keith is absolutely right in the sense that like you know getting him to sign that long term deal and tie him down to that is is massive and for once the club is making decisions and tying in players where you know it's an actual good business decision not making silly mistakes basically so yeah We, We give them a lot of abuse when they do things wrong so we do need to highlight when they do things right um, I also want to touch quickly on Jack Harrison today I think obviously the goal the goal's a great goal the finish is pure instinctive he's seen it he's taken the chance and it's come off perfectly but if you notice his work rate in getting back and it's very similar to McNeil on the other side in that our fullbacks aren't as exposed when they have a winger that works back, tracks back in, puts the puts the hard yards in, makes the tackles. Even if they make a foul on the halfway line, it's fine because then you get a chance to get like reset, get the defence sorted out. Too many times last season and a couple of times early this season, we've been caught very short on the break and teams have come at us quickly. And having that man to either make a tackle or just get get his body in the way break the play up slow it down they've just turned the, turned the music up here so I'm having It'll to raise fine. my voice last um, week we, we got through this through Liverpool scoring goals so we'll, we'll be absolutely fine they scored one didn't they hang on <laughs> they've, um, I, think, I think they might have gone too early on the disco here but c'est la vie um, <laughs> I, yeah I think I think it's a great bit of business and it's obviously early days he's only had one star in the league and he played 45 last week against Luton but again it's looking like a sharp signing it's looking like the player the sort of players we needed to bring in um, and if he if he if he keeps up the way he's playing obviously he's going to face sterner tests than today but if he keeps up the way he's playing it's one of those that you'll have to revisit next summer and say can we make that a permanent deal 
he, he feels very, very suited to the way Dyche wants to play, doesn't he? Like he's he's, he's like a quintessential Sean Dyche winger. He's quite Everton, isn't he? And now that he's sorted out his haircut <laughs> and got a sensible, no, no, sen- he still looks like a footballer. Nah, I think I think he's got a sensible short back and sides now, so I can take to him a lot more than when when he looked at Leeds when he looked like he'd gone into the barber and asked for give me one of everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's definitely, he's definitely still putting too much gel in there. But then again, state of yours with yours in there. I mean, let's, you two bickering again, uh, lads. <laughs> like that, that, that goalie score. Like it, it feels like one of them where, like that happens a lot, and like the, the goalie like spews it. Someone gets it quite far out. See if he can just shoot the lob of them, and like it never really comes off. But like, I think like the technical ability to, to, to pull that off, the composure to pull that off was pretty amazing and it went in off the bar as well which oh, makes it even better yeah hit the ball hit the ground hit the net hit the ground again yeah it was unreal the, the, the technique of it i didn't realize till the replay that he'd kind of he'd hit it not on the volley because it bounced ball it was like a half volley wasn't it yeah it was, it was in the air when he hit it i thought he'd scooped off the floor it was um it reminded me a little bit of James Beattie against Fulham that time, yes. where he just lofted it over. But it was it was even better than that. It was, it was magic, um, and I think that was that was where our nerves kind of settled. Wasn't it? We got we got that two 0 lead. It was like okay, yeah, down no. It did a bit. We went down. We went down. I went down at half time. Saw a few people on a note down there, and it was like, what's the protocol for like being two 0 up at half time and quite comfortable? And we were all like, I don't really it was know. A bit weird, wasn't it? We haven't had that in a long, long time. No, you want to be happy, but... There's a part of you, isn't there, that goes, this is Everton. Yeah. And and we could absolutely Newcastle this. And to throw in a football cliche, it's like 2 nils an awkward score. Yeah. I I saw Maggie in our time downstairs, and I was like... We'll win this three now. Like I, I, I had no fear whatsoever. Like, oh, cause, like yeah. I think a lot of it was like they were terrible, but it's for like we, we're just so we phys- physically dot. Like again, like I just think physically, like they look like eleven tiny lads in, in red and black yeah, today, and like yeah. we look like eleven massive lads in blue. And like I, I think like obviously they like we scored a couple of like Garner's goal. I think if you watch it back again, is is better than thought it was on the ground. Like he smashed it past the keeper. Like I thought initially like. You should save that. Harrison's technical, but like bit of brilliance. McNeil plays a great cross from the third, which I think is really good as well. So we had those little bits sprinkled in, which were like good moments of quality. But I just think physically, we just we just batted them. We just, we just beat them up all day, and like they seem to be playing like little passes into the wingers and the forwards. And every time they came in, it was our player in front, yeah. knocking them off off balance, winning the ball back, or making it hard for them. And like it, I, I don't know if it's because like like they're set up to play like whatever they're meant to play like but just like we were just dominant like so much was, all day today I mean that was that's that was the nicest like Everton performance I've seen in a long time I think Connor said before like was when when have we ever had such a comfortable win like that in the last 10 years he said since and I was Palace like, like a since, year ago yeah Palace a yeah. year ago but like even at 2-0 I'm thinking Jesus Christ like my you know my Everton instincts yeah. kick in and think one goal back here and, and you know we're looking at probably losing this but like you say, I think I'm slightly disappointed. I don't want to say disappointed, or because obviously the result's really good. But we could have had about five or six there. Yeah. And like you say, there was some brilliant football on display. I think was it Beto when he came on had a chance, half a chance. I don't know what you'd describe it as. But there was some really good passing, pushing forward that I'd not seen from Everton in a, in, in a while. Um, just to be a bit more composed going forward and I, I going back to Branthwaite again but 
having him at the back steady does it so much more than having someone like Michael Keane. Um, but yeah, it's just I, that Harrison chance. It just. Um, it's beautiful, one like. It was just to hit that first, the audacity to hit that first time is. Well, I said it before to these guys walking out the ground. It was like watching me at five aside. We're. <laughs> Oh, we're, here, we <laughs> here we go, here we go. We're only allowed to shoot with our first touch at five side with our training that we do. Um, I've so, scored a few oh, like yeah. that, have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd just, I'd just like to say uh, AC Galaxy, AC Holy Galaxy 2, my new team, under 15s, one four three today as well. Are we just plugging off? Yeah, so you're just like talking to yourself up now. Shout out to Will Phoenix, who are top of the league, scored 19, conceded one in four games. I'll move back onto the top of and Like you were saying, Matt, it was nice to see the fact that we just dominated the play there. We imposed ourselves on the game. We took no shit off their plays. We just like got ourselves fully, like fully imposed ourselves on the game. That is now... That is now the baseline. That, that, that's the minimum we expect. Bournemouth was shit, but Luton was shit last week and we fucked it. I think that's the absolute minimum we need to expect from that group of players now. Impose yourselves on a game because you've got the physicality and the players to do it. You've got the technical, technical, technical ability <laughs> to do it. Just don't dick about in games now. I mean, I know the next one coming up. It's quite a tough one. Let's, let's not dampen the mood by talking about. We won't that. talk about that. It's quite a tough one, but there's an international break. Let's there is an international break. Let's, let's, let's enjoy, enjoy the time off, shall we? But you know, when we're playing teams like that, who are going to be in and around us, just do that. Don't do what we did against Luton. Just do that. Just like, just be normal, basically. Uh, Josh Powell making his debut on the Blue Room. We just, we just, we just roped him in from scrambling his kebab up the, up the, up the road. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a kebab, it was a Geros from the one out to St. Luke's. Sort of difference. It's, it's been shut for a couple of weeks and it's open now. Thank God it's open again. I mean, how do you feel about that, mate? I mean, good, good one to make your debut on, bloody hell. Oh, I don't know what, though. How, how much of a difference is it? It's just everyone's on a positive ride at the moment. It, it, it's great today. What, what happens when you play players in the right positions? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not rocket science. Yeah. We, we, we've, got, we've got James Garner playing centre mid. Then he pulls the strings. He, he, oh, it's it just brilliant. It really was brilliant. And, and we, we scored the first few minutes. We, we settled the nerves. We, we settled the crowd. Everyone gets behind it. Oh, amazing. Really, really good. Absolutely, boss. Uh, just, just probably, for, I mean, no one's listening to me anymore. Uh, <laughs> I want to say how good it was that we dropped Garner gay. I'm to finish off by talking about um, Calvert-Lewin, Keith. I thought he was obviously scored in his last three and has got the points for that, but I thought that was his best all-round performance for a long time today. It was very reminiscent of like Calvert-Lewin on the silver where he didn't get a goal, but he did everything else to help the team and, and the lads around him. He absolutely terrored their back line, didn't he? Like, not just... So obviously you know his strengths, winning the physical battles, winning the headers and stuff. And I think he did really well with them today. But his pressing as well, his closing down, forced them into 
hurrying out from the back and they gave the ball away a lot as a result and then we got back on the front foot I think it was without I mean he was unlucky not to score obviously he hit the bar as well with that header first half I think that goal if he'd scored there it would have topped off the perfect centre forward performance Um, and it's imperative that Everton keep him fit I know we've said this before and I know it's a bit of a, a touchy subject with the fan base but Everton with a fit and firing Dominic Calvert-Lewin are a different team altogether you look at like Beto's come in and uh, the young lad Chimiti got five minutes at the end they're still young and raw and not used to the league and everything if Everton are going to find that mid-table mediocrity that we so badly crave this season we need Dominic Calvert-Lewin to play 30 games is that going to happen? we'll see we'll wait and see but the signs right now are good and I'm glad like Sean Dyche has touched on it as well in his press conference he's getting back to proper fitness it's not like he's being rushed in and made to play because we haven't got another option or we have to play Neil Mopé as a lone striker they've they've got players they can rotate in and give him that rest and make sure he doesn't have to play the 90 minutes but he does definitely need to play the majority of Everton's games this season if we are to avoid doing what we've done for the last two or three years Is it Dice Fitness though? Who knows? <laughs> um, no, he, he's been um, he's been that good hasn't he? It, it's, it's sort of the, the, the comparison between him and Beto Beto's like a blunt instrument There's more subtlety to Dom isn't there? There's, yeah, there's a lot more there's a lot more to his gameplay and it's like it's made you realise how much we've missed him. Now, I know he gets a lot of stick for his injuries. It's clearly not his fault. It's just one of them. It's the, you know, the, I think the fact that he picked up that cheek injury at Villa was like, it, it just, yeah, he might just be one of those players who picks up injuries. But when he's like that, I looked at him today and I thought, he's, he's too good for us. Like, you know, a fully fit Dominic Calvert-Lewin probably walks into Arsenal, something like that. He's a very, very good player. He's a very good footballer, even though he didn't score today. As you said, Matt, it was it was a proper, great all-round performance from him. He um, he gave the centre backs a lot to think about. He pulled players into play. He was just that good, and you know, as Keith said, if if, if we can keep him fit, and we've been saying this for years, but if we can keep him fit, he could make the difference. He, look, he looks more robust now than like he does actually. You know, yeah. I know I know we've joked about Dyche fit and whatever, but like it feels like they've taken the time of him, and now he is like, he looks like he's well, going up for everything, isn't he? And like battling yeah, and scrapping for everything, like the fact that he stayed on for like eighty minutes yeah. today. You know, previous seasons we probably would have pulled him out the game. I say pulled him off, pulled him out the game um, on about sixty there. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? He got he got like an hour and then came off, but. You know, we got 80 minutes and he, he still didn't have to come off then. Yeah. But it was probably the right time to introduce Beto, just just do something different. So, yeah, he, you know, he, he's... He, he, seeing him today and, and in the last couple of games when he's played, it, it, it shows sort of the quality we've been missing in that position. There's one dribble, like, in the first half, down by the park end. Oh, right, that that and he, he just absolutely oh. burnt off, like, two or three players. Yeah. He's a like, very good footballer with the ball at his feet, yeah. which is surprising for the 
sort of the stereotype of a striker that he is, the big target man. Good for his feet with a big man for a big man. I was just going to say the same, yeah. It's the kind of concept people put to us for, all those, those cliches, yeah. I think, you know... Adam Hurry, eat your heart out. You know, we've had a couple of managers that have tried to, in the past, that have tried to sort of rush him back because we've had no other options on the bench or the, like, that we've relied on Dominic Carver-Lewin for so long. Having Beto in now has obviously taken that pressure off a little bit more. We've also obviously got um, Yusuf Chimetti. Sorry if I've butchered the pronunciation of that but sorry um, I've just been handed a pint sorry um, but yeah I think you know I touched on it before like it was other than not scoring he's had a really good all round performance there putting himself about um, you know he's, he's timed his head as well he, that dribble you mentioned as well that that was fantastic he, there was a, a goal was deserved there to be honest Um and do you know what? He's, he's scored a couple of goals now. And it, you can see how much that confidence has done him. The world of good. I know we talk about like technical ability, but when you're injured, you don't, you don't lose that technical ability. It's all about confidence. So coming back from an injury, or injuries in his case, where fans have been on your back, people on social media have been on your back. He is probably, you know, he's had a lot to work through. He's had a kid. He's... He's not been playing for a while. So to come back, score a couple of goals, that will do his confidence the world of good and will only help Everton Football Club going forward. And you can see that today in his performance. Yeah, he hasn't scored, but to have an all-round performance as strong as he had today. You know, long may it continue. I think Les said, you know, he's played about 80 minutes there today. He probably could have played a little bit more. It's a lot nicer than seeing him play 50, 60 minutes or in the case of Villa away where he had to be dragged off. That, that, that kind of set the precedent for that game um, at the time. But, you know, if we can go into the season with an almost or, or, or a fully fit Dominic Carvert-Lewin, then I think we'll be OK as long as we just, you know, I think people need to stay off his back. Yeah. Um, can I just share uh, my favourite moments of the game today? Uh, it was that Adam Smith having an absolute hissy fit after our third goal when he thought it should have been disallowed for a foul by Anana, and he went mental at the referee. It was never ever a foul, and he he was the one who got Richardson sent off. Remember all those years oh, ago for fe- yeah. feigning, feigning the, the headbutt, yes. and I've had an irrational hatred of him ever since. And to see him lose his shit like that. And have a big massive moon and then we score the fair goal was absolutely fantastic it's kind of like life comes at you quite slowly but <laughs> it, it caught up eventually yeah I also enjoyed Max Aaron slipping over and like uh, yes. just basically fucking everything up since we were like well, one of the other lads did that in the first it was that um, Utara like had a proper like terrible slip yeah. over cross didn't they Keith you were going to say something um, no I was I was just going to say in the build up to that it should actually have been a free kick to Everton on the edge of the box because there was, there was a bull. That, I mean, that referee was stinking again today when he was awful. But he gave, he gave a corner to them in the first half when like Solanke boosted clearly out of play. Yeah. Nah, he had a couple of shockers. There was he gave he gave fouls. That one in the first half that he gave where Calvert Lewin. Won an initial header and then it bounced up for a second one, and he gave a foul because the boy went down holding his ribs. 
when Calvert-Lewin hadn't even touched him. I love and I was, still, still, oh. still Do you know what I was going to say something positive there? Do you know what I quite like? The fact that we actually capitalised on another team's mistake. Yes. Was that the first yeah. fucking goal? Yeah. Like, to act, well, we, I was thinking, no, oh, they're not going to do anything here. And the second to a degree. The second to yeah. a degree as well, yeah. So it was actually quite nice to see us hitting teams when they're hurting. Oh, Mags has just Mags has just turned up with a massive fucking booty. Shout out to Castro's. We'll leave it there. Um, Everton three, all of nil. Wonderful day. Dempsey Disco is on. Uh, we will see you on the other side of the international break when it is a trip to Anfield. But you know, let, let, let's enjoy let's, tonight. Yeah, let, let's not focus on the trip to Castle Rock yet. Let's have happen? a nice week off. Enjoy your time. Spend some nice time with your take friends. Solace in your loved ones. No, you don't even need to take solace this week. Embrace your loved ones. Spoil them. Go out and do something nice. Have a nice day out. Take the dog to Delamere Forest. <laughs> we Whatever to Delamere you want to do. Are you just outlining your week weekend plans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, I've planned it brilliantly because I'm actually in Geneva for the derby, so I'm not going to see a minute of it. I think me and Keith are apparently going to Delamere Forest then tomorrow by the there sounds of that. Uh, if you're in Delamere Forest tomorrow, you might bump into to Keith and Laura and Max. There you go. Is Sky going? Uh, Max won't be there, but Sky will be there. There we go. Sky's ready to hurt anyone if, if they're up for it. I mean, yeah, there we go. Uh, Sky the scrappy dog. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, she, made the it ma- she made it onto Mailbag. She made it onto Postmatch. Water queen. Yeah. What an attention haul. <laughs> there we go. Uh, up the toppies. We'll speak to you soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.